Hello, everybody. Welcome to the inaugural See You Next Thursday podcast, where every week we will be discussing everything but Liverpool. Please don't say everything, because you're going to have... I know you want to talk about the Ugandan captain. We've already decided we won't have time for that. Do you know who, the name of the Ugandan, Ugandan captain? Uh, off the top of my head, I don't, but I've just co- I've just done the story in the review of the day ready for tomorrow, so <laughs> I could look it up on, quite genius. easy. Okay. Go oh, on, no, genius. I didn't, Tell me no, I didn't discuss I haven't got right. That was the one I was just about to do. That's why it's stuck in my head. It's Dennis Onyango. I knew that. I was just testing you. It All shows right, how many times you how many times we've done this and messed up that you've had time to go and look that up. <laughs> Hey, do you know it wasn't? It was something I knew already. Because you don't know f all about football. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> all right, mate. Let's crack on. Yeah. Um, like kind of, this is the new podcast. It's a new dawn. I feel really, really cool. Really, really special. I've got a tingly feeling. Yeah, yeah, but that's nothing to do with a podcast. <laughs> all right, mate. From Mulder to Cardiff. Back to Mulder. <laughs> <laughs> and then on to Man United, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Let's, say, let's, let's do that again. Let's do that again without the laughter. From Mulder to Cardiff. Back to Mulder to Old Trafford. Right. The wheel. Disgust. Well, considering how badly Mulder have done since he left, with them sitting top of the top. league, obviously there's a bit of a struggle going on, and he's you know irreplaceable there. So I mean, how can United ever think about replacing him? Give him a new contract, I... like Rio said. Let him write his own numbers in. Stick to it. Stick <laughs> to your guns. Come on, Rio. Tell him. Man United are back. <laughs> <laughs> that really hasn't aged well at all, has it? Not at all, mate. Not oh. at all. Uh, 15 points behind the leaders after eight premiership games. That's just... It, it beggars belief. It's embarrassing, really, for United. I mean, is this probably the richest club in the world, correct? Well... One of the top three, anyway. Yeah, they certainly it you know varies year from year, doesn't it? Depending on how they do. I think this year they might struggle. <laughs> they might have lost a bit, mind. Because can't can't see Gates staying up, and I can't see um, <clears throat> their income from winnings going high. Can you? It's, it's probably going to be a, a low point for them in that term. It's an absolute. It's an absolute mess, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's Ole, isn't it? He just hasn't got a clue what he's doing. I know I've said this about 45 times to you, so you're going to have to bear with me and listen to it again because we haven't managed to get the podcast to work properly yet. This is So we're repeating ourselves a bit here. Apologies if it sounds like we're confused because we're missing out bits and that. But yeah, we... Um, listen, yeah, don't apologise. Don't apologise to Berg. He loves it. He loves the technical, technical hitches and everything. Yeah, well, he's, he's the only listener, so yeah. Uh, yeah, anyway, yes, yeah, so they had... Um, when he made the substitution, Dallow gets injured the right back. Now, most people, you've got a choice there. You've got... You're bringing on Rojo. He's a le- he could play left back or centre back. You could either move 
Young across the right back, because that's where he plays. Or you could do what Ole did, which was move Twanzabe to left back, Young to right back, put Rojo in his left-sided centre-back and move Maguire across to the right side. I mean, what's that all about? You don't move everyone around. And then proceed to lose the game 1-0 to Newcastle. Yeah, but I don't think that was because of that, to be honest. I think they were just because they're dying at the moment. They... Newcastle well up for it as well. We need to give them credit while we're here. Let's yeah, good point, mate. Let's give little uh, let's give Mr. Bruce uh, some uh, props and let's give that Matty Longstaff some props as well because uh, they there yeah they were really up for it. You're right and uh, yeah, amazing results <laughs> non-stop. Oh, but he's what got did cramp. you? Um, <laughs> what did you think of... Let, let's talk about the Newcastle performance before we dissect and do the post-mortem on Man United. It was decent performance. The thing is, though, it wasn't world-class. They didn't do anything particularly special to beat United. They just didn't need to. But, Tris, they haven't got the players to be world-class. So they've got to cope. With, they they got to deal with what who they are. What so what, to be? What shocked me was that Sam Maximan, and and I know he's very quick, but he's not a great player by any means. He's a bit of a headless chicken, but he's just just ripping them apart, and they just couldn't cope because he's quick. I mean, they just didn't seem to know what to do. Oh, surely yeah, somebody Dallow. should have been coaching him what to do with him. I mean, who's been watching yeah, him but, and, and, you know, taking notes on how, you know, whether to show him outside or inside or... Somebody must he's a, bo- he's a box of tricks, though. Yeah, but even so, I've seen him play multiple times and, you know, one time, brilliant, and the next 20, he's crap because a defender gets on him and he can't do... He, you know, he's he's one of those players, if you give him space and time... He's going to tear you apart because he's quick and he's got right. plenty of tricks and that. Yeah. But if you're in his face and you don't give him a chance to get running, he doesn't know what to do with himself. He's not He's not a clever footballer. He's not a particularly, you know, he's not a world-class footballer by any means. He's just lightning fast with a few tricks. But get in his face and he gets, you know, he makes a mess of it. He starts his, his concentration goes, his touch goes, everything. United were just okay. leaving him to do what he wanted, and you don't and do that, that. And that stems from bad coaching. Well, it's bad manage. I'd say bad tactics rather than bad coaching. Yeah, because obviously yeah. that's yeah. a tactical plan that they should. I mean, okay, yeah, because coaches should have worked on it, but the manager has to set the tactics and tell them what they want. And I don't think Ole's got a clue what tactics he wants to play. They're certainly not playing the tactics what? he said he wants to play. Which were? Fast, high press, remember? No, I didn't see any of that. I didn't see any of that not last season either. But no. um, let's before we get on to Ole and Manchester United, I want to give a shout out to, the, uh, uh, to Matty Longstaff and the two brothers in the same team at the moment. I, I, I think it's a wonderful thing. And uh, all power to them. Hope he uh, hope they go on have uh, stellar careers. Let's also say um, a shout to uh, Steve Bruce. 
he deserves uh, some acclaim after the absolute barrage of vitriol he's um, uh, he's experienced since he's become a Newcastle manager. The only down spot was, did you see at the end when Mike Ashley was celebrating and I just went, oh, that's ruined it. <laughs> I was loving it. And then they showed Mike Ashley celebrating and suddenly the whole thing just went, ugh, you know? Talk about putting a downer on a great day. We don't want we, the world doesn't need a smug um, Ashley, do we? No, really? we don't or want to see him it, happy. Yeah. Let's face it. <laughs> right, um, and good for the Toon supporters as well. They deserve a bit of um, they deserve a bit of good news uh, after. Uh, deserve a bit of cheer after Rafa leaving and Bruce coming in. Because let's face it, if my team had uh, and I'm not mentioning the L word because this isn't an L word podcast. But if my team uh, had uh, announced, uh, <laughs> if my team had announced uh, Steve Bruce as their manager, I, I, I won't be too chuffed either. Um, I'll be, I won't be too overwhelmed. All right, um, let's get to Man United and Ole. Um, <laughs> it, it's a, I would say it's a club in crisis at the moment, um, and I don't think that's been too dramatic. Would you think? I just can't see how much longer he, you know, how he can be there still after the international break. They've got to change him now, haven't they? Do you really think that would happen? I mean, I think it should happen, but do you really think it? Because he's had the dreaded vote of confidence, confidence today as well, so that should be his P forty five next week. I think it really depends on who's interested in taking over from him. If the right man's available and wants it, then. I think they'll get rid of him. But it's that right man. I, that that You pose an interesting question because uh, uh, who do they go with? I mean, it, the only one I can see that's available, again, I think we talked about um, uh, a couple of uh, uh, managers last week, the uh, Atila, uh, what was it, the Setien and Allegri. Um, are they the men to go yeah, uh, take the man United job? There's also um, uh, yeah, Marcelino nearly from, had uh, the job a while back, but they uh, yeah. the fans got on their backs. So Lou Van Harley, he was supposed to be the man coming in to replace Van Harley. How how do the fans um, um, put the kibosh on a, a managerial appointment? Look at it if, this way. Look at the way Newcastle is. Uh, under Steve Bruce, when the fans are on the right. manager's back, it's a really hard slog to get anything out of the, you know, anything from the team at all. Really hard. No, slog. I understand that. So, no, I understand that. But, but what I'm talking about is Allegri was due to be appointed Man United manager, right? That, mm. I mean, I'm sure they had the talks and <laughs> finalised contracts and stuff. But how does the crowd? How do the fans? Um, put the kibosh on that appointment. I don't understand. What, through well, forums it, or...? Yeah, they make it clear on forums and stuff. I mean, clubs look at these things these days. And they see it, That's you know. Gotcha. You know, Arsenal fan uh, TV, the equivalents, uh, are looked at. I don't know why. And you're telling... So, basically, Allegri is, all, in all intents and purposes, going to be hired. And yep. the fans... Made, uh, the the fans got wind of it and they made a fuss of uh, their, their, their displeasure at yeah, Allegri signing. That's uh, um, that baffles me no end. Baffles me. I wish we'd have done that with Hodgson, but we're not mentioning the old word. Anyway, <laughs> um, 
<laughs> You're not doing well at this, are you? No, not at all. But um, so, who's? I mean, I don't know. Put your Man United hat on. Who would you appoint? I mean, who's available? Who, at this point in the season, do they go with an interim manager until the end of the season? Is he going to be sacked? Is that's the first question? Will he be fired? I think they have to if they can find that if the replacements available they want. So many, yeah. It depends on what you want to do. If you want someone to come in and take charge and stay, then you've got to go for someone like Allegri or... I was going to say Seti. Like, I don't know, because he doesn't know English football and they might not... I mean... Was you, didn't you mention you, you, you muted Gallardo the other week? Yeah, yeah Gallardo week? would be the one I'd go for, but like... I mean, would he be a big enough name for Man United fans? Would any I, of them, even, would most true. of them, even know who he was? Yeah, but I think that ship has sailed at the moment. I, I, I think what they need to do is they need to get in a real footballing, footballing manager. They need a coach and a manager, and regardless of um, reputation, they need somebody who can actually manage that club and coach that club, give them a blueprint. And have have a modicum of uh, a tactical nous. It's I've gone. I I don't think it's a, a situation where they have to get a big play, big name player in. They just got to get the right man in to do the job. Sean Dice then. I, I don't know, but I mean it's <laughs> it's. I mean I, I mean you laugh, but maybe I don't know. I mean it's they're in a really precarious situation. I mean I'm not just trying to kick a person kick a team when they're down, but they really are in a precocious situation. I think it's a great shout for the end of the season. I mean, not they've had that history, of course, but I don't think they'll go that way. But I think Wenger is an excellent shout till the end of the season. It'll steady the ship. It'll, it'll, it'll keep them from getting rele- relegated. And, um, <laughs> and, um, they can go from there until somebody comes up in the summer. They can go for somebody. I think it'll have to be an interim manager unless they go for Allegri. Yeah, I think he's the most likely. I, I can't see them going for Potts because it costs too much money, which is why Potts is still there. Yeah, um, because then that will open up. But, I mean, I, I, they, they're saying that Allegri's waiting in the wings for... I mean, I, I, we're going to talk about Spurs in a minute, but I think that... Uh, they're saying talking about um, a Mourinho to Spurs. Um, I can't see what? that happening. Uh, that, no, that's yeah. not going to happen. But what's the what's the <clears throat> fix at United? What is the fix? Because I'm I'm enjoying I'm enjoying Gary Neville trying to defend Ole Gunnar Solskjaer every every Monday and every Sunday. It's it's brilliant TV for me. I mean, I, I hope it continues because wouldn't Gary Neville just say to get? Didn't he say to Carragher that we're we're closer to you than winning the title? I don't know. I don't know what he's. Yeah, I, I think don't... a few weeks ago he said, "Go, no, go on." I think he said to Carragher in a tweet or in a discussion. He said, "Man United are closer than you think to winning the title, and we're closer than Liverpool are." And I, and I think he was being serious about that as well. It wasn't probably because he's not exactly in, he's not exactly known for his witticisms, is he? No, right. <laughs> but yeah, it's up there with his, my... it's up there with his coaching. <laughs> yeah, which is pretty much non-existent. Yeah. So what's the what's the fix for United, mate? 
Tell it how it is. Uh, well, the first thing they need, I um, forget the manager. The important thing is they need someone to choose the manager. And that's where the problem lies, is they need someone to choose the manager and set the style of play, all that, you know, a director of football. Someone to run the football side and take charge of it properly. And that's what they're lacking more than anything. A technical director so, or, foot, you know, director of football, whatever you want to call them. That's the key. So, so fire Woodward from all things football... Just keep him to make the money on the but commercial do side. You know what? I, I know people say that, but how is he doing a good job at that even? I mean, not being funny, he's not exactly... He's He's got the biggest brand in the world at his disposal, and yet he's getting these crappy tractor firms that nobody's ever heard of sponsoring him. I mean, he should be getting the top tractor firm sponsoring them and paying the biggest <laughs> money. And, but it should be, because they should be associated with the best and the brightest. You know, it shouldn't be Chevrolet sponsoring them. It should be Rolls Royce. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're making or Apple it into or a, Amazon. Yeah, or, yeah. Or, you know, they're making it into yeah. a um, cut price brand. Really, that's what he's doing. He's putting in loads, but he's he's not. I mean, not being funny, I could go and do the deals he's done. It's not taking a great bit of skill, has it, to sell Man United, the biggest supported club in the world, yeah. selling them. You know playing in the Premier League, which is the most watched league in the world, it doesn't take a great job to sell them, does it? No, you're right. You've got to you make a salient point because they should be getting... I mean, they should be getting Real Madrid kind of uh, commercial deals and Barcelona mm. commercial deals. He shouldn't yeah. be near... He should be... If he's the CEO or whatever he is, I think his CEO is his title, he shouldn't be near this. He should have a commercial director taking charge of that. And a technical director or foot director of football or whatever you want to call it, taking charge of the other side, and he should be just overseeing. That's it. He shouldn't be. He shouldn't be doing the deals. So I find they, it a bit strange that he's in there doing it. Myself, especially of a club of their stature, that they haven't got a, um, a an infrastructure. They haven't got a um, a blueprint. It, it it really does beg a belief. So. Okay, they get a director of football in. What next? Then he's got to set a style of play, decide on how he wants, you know, how they're going to play from the from the youth levels up, right up to the top, and he's got to pick the manager to suit it and the coaching staff. Who is that man, the director of football? Is it an ex-player, a United player? Is it somebody from the outside? Is it somebody from a technical background rather than a foot, I mean, uh, a necessary on, United background. What should be said, the first thing you need to do is United need to decide what they want their identity to be as a football club. You know, if you want to go down, do you want to be a passing team? Like, you know, when Barcelona brought in Johan Cruyff, they brought him in to play a specific style. You know, they, right. that's what you need to do. Yeah. So you'd look at it, you say, we want to play passing football, we'd need someone from the Barcelona school. You want to play quick attacking, pressing football, you need someone more the German, you know, the uh, German Kloppy type school. Right. I'm not saying Klopp, I'm saying that type of, you know, that type of football. Then you got to go with somebody who's known for that. You want to go Dutch, you, you know, you want to go their style, which is a bit slower. It's not quite so um, passive, you know, possession-based yeah. Barcelona, but 
adds mm. more about technicality of the players and that, then you go with a Dutch. That, you know what I mean? You go and get one of the best from there. That's what this is the problem is. They haven't set out they're exactly what they want before they've gone and got things. They've just gone and said, Louis Van Aal's got a good CV, we'll get him. You know, that's how they've looked at it. It was David Morris so, was brought in because Fergie recommended him. Jose Mourinho was brought in because he's got a good CV. They haven't looked at it and gone, well, what style of football does he play? Does that suit the day at Man United? It's all about, you've got to, with football, with football clubs, they have an identity of their own. It doesn't matter whether you know what it is or not. You know, I mean, I don't, you know, we not might not know what the club's identity is ourselves, but you need to identify with it as a manager to get the most out of your club, you know, out of the players. It doesn't football mean... clubs. Yeah, they football club. Football clubs have a playing identity. I get that. Yeah. I understand. No, that. an like, identity as well um, off the off the off the pitch as well. They have their yeah. the way they're identified by their fans. You know, it's like right, okay. that's why Bill Shankly works so well at Liverpool and why Jurgen Klopp does now. He might not work if you put him in Man City. Klopp probably wouldn't have worked as well. Whereas Pep, because right. they what they've uh, the way they're identifying themselves, he fits in perfectly because he suits what they've set out as their identity. You can create the an nouveau, identity. The, the nouveau riche kind of thing where yeah, Klopp is more yeah more Klopp is more working class and like kind of I get that yeah I totally get that I the way I see Man United their playing identity is always for me um, when I look at the, the you know four four two fast wingers and um, passing football. Wing into the wings. For me, quick. I think the the main identity, though, for me, it's always been about bringing through youth for the youth team. Right. Okay. Well. That's right. one of the things you've got to have some. Which is why Jose Mourinho's was a terrible choice because he just doesn't do that. We know, you know, you know. Look at his record. He's not got a record of bringing through youth. So why would you go and appoint him? You bring someone in who's got a record of looking at the youth team and trying to bring the best of the brightest to the youth team through the through the ranks. This is why so many of them look to Pochettino. And I'm not the biggest okay. fan of the man, but that's but why you fair, can see why he would be suggestible as a United manager. Because he has got that on his side. But to be fair, Ole... Is doing this at United? Is he, or but is he he's... just, or is he just got loads of injuries because he can't train them right, and so he's having to turn to these young players? Because when he's had his first eleven out, he hasn't put any of them in. No, McTominay, he's mm. got a band with. Oh, you mean, you mean through the, you mean through the academy? Is that what you're yeah, talking he's, about? Yeah, he's not right? actually bringing them up. But he's only, he's done it because he's right. got loads of. He was talking about them all summer. You know, all these youth team right. players. And then as soon as the season kicked off, they're yeah. all in the team during the friendlies and that. And he's talking to them how great they yeah. are and they, they're going to have a great future. And as soon as the season kicks off, none of them are in the team. So you're saying that by default, they're in the team Tanz... Uh, Tam, how do you, spell, uh, you pronounce it? Tanzebe? Yeah, he was only Twanzebe, in injury. He wouldn't Greenwood, have been in there if Lindelof is fit. He's not getting near the side. Yeah. He's playing he young rather them? than Twanzebe. Yeah, yeah. So you think he's uh, he doesn't trust him, or is it just because he wants to keep his job and he he wants to play the? Uh, he doesn't trust him. Um, it's not about his job because he, he, he you know for the long part of it he was safe. It's only now he's starting to look like he's on a shoogly peg, isn't it? 
Tristan, how close is he to, in all seriousness, and I mean, um, how, ser- how, how close is he to losing his job? Very, because the fans have turned. Once you lose the fans, it never ends well. I've, I can't remember ever seeing a manager turn it around. You know, I've seen ones, that, I don't mean ones that have come in and the fans have been against them. I don't mean that. I mean, when you've when they've been in the job for a few months and then lose the fans, that's when you know it's it's not going to go well. It just doesn't it? It just doesn't come back. You think you'll be you think you'll be done before the um, uh, before the uh, uh, before the international break is over? Um, to be honest, the only reason he won't be is because I don't think they'll be able to find somebody to replace him at this time. I think they're going to struggle. You... If they could find the right man, if they could tempt Allegri to come in now, say, then I think they would get rid of him. But I don't think Allegri... Would you? Let's be honest. This isn't the time to come in, is it? No, but you'd get... It's a free hit this season, really. Um, yeah, but you know you, what you're going to some... do? You're not going to... You've got a bunch of players there. Most of them are injured. There's something like eight yeah, but... first-team players out injured. Yeah, but unless you unless you relegate them, there's no way a new guy coming into the Man United hot seat will lose his job. It's an absolute free hit for this season. I mean, they're 15 points behind the leaders. Yeah, but and... it doesn't do your reputation any good. And you've got to try and you're working with players that are they going to take, you know, are they going to listen to your coaching and that? Could you end up with a player power situation because you're not turning it around? the players aren't going to get yeah. behind you. Yeah, but let, let, let's be brutal here. The guy at the helm at the moment hasn't got a clue. No, right? he, he needs so, to go. It is that simple. I mean, it's been obvious from the moment he was appointed. He's a, care, he's a cheerleader. He's not a manager. He's there because he says, the right, he says things. the right things. Yeah. 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 And, it, and the fans loved him. For, yeah. And what's confounding is the fact that all his buddies that are in his t- played with him are like they're his cheerleaders because they can. Well, they're obviously getting benefits, uh, whatever it is. But his next his next five games are against the L word, right? So conceivably, um, if if <laughs> Liverpool, if <laughs> if Liverpool beat if Liverpool beat. Um, beat them up. That's the first game back after the international break, right? So mm. it, it, it's conceivable Liverpool beat him. Liverpool beat United uh, after the international break. He loses his job. Okay, if he doesn't, right? That would be interesting because the last manager lost his job after Liverpool beat him as well. So that was Jose. Mm. Yeah. So it's too, that's you know it's it's too big a thing to lose to to Liverpool when you're Man United manager. Exactly, yeah, and he's yeah. So let's say if he doesn't lose his job, right, um, uh, in the international break, yeah, Liverpool play him uh, the first game back on the twentieth, right. So conceivably, if we give him a hiding, right, I, I think that will be the last straw. But if he doesn't, again, if he if he if he keeps his job, or he beats Liverpool, or whatever, he's got Norwich, right. That's not a tough. That's not an easy game. I don't care that they're the way they are on the table. Norwich is not a hard, easy game. Um, he's got Bournemouth. He's got Brighton. 
He's got Sheffield United and he's got Villa. Doesn't sound a bad run to me on paper. They'd be the ones you'd I, expect I th- to win if you were looking at it oh, on paper. Th- I'm saying if you were Man uh, United of old, they're the ones you'd yeah. expect to win. Except but it's not Man one. United of old. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a complete, um, a completely different Man United. It's a different. It's a Man United that are mediocre at best. I mean, mediocre is a. It, it's it, a bit it, harsh it, on it, mediocre, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So, I'm honestly, I, I'm not just saying this to jump on any kind of uh, a bandwagon, but I honestly think if we beat them and he keeps his job, he's going to go between Norwich and and Villa because he's got Norwich, Bournemouth, Brighton, United, Sheffield United, and Villa. Yeah, and that's the time to bring that, someone in. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <clears throat> I I would have thought there's, I would have thought there's discussions going on at the moment because. I mean, it's damning. It really is. After eight games, what's happening there? And I don't think it would be a knee-jerk reaction either if they got rid of him. He's just way out of his depth. And he's a likeable guy, clearly. You know? Well, I like him. Yeah, I mean... One of my favourite ever Man United former players, to be honest. Right now. Yeah. Yeah, right now I love him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, uh, but there—I mean, how long do you think this is going to take to arrest this um, uh, this decline? I, it depends. You get it right, you know. You can get lucky and turn it around quickly. But the thing is, yeah. if it, it's it's so rare that happens, and it's a long-term fix. Usually, when you get a quick turnaround, it it plasters over the main problems, and you end up with just a short term revival, which eventually, you know, the the, the cracks begin to show again, and you're in trouble again. So you're better off right. taking it nice and slow, just slowly build your way back up. I mean, the the, the so, thing is, they should still. It's still early days. There's thirty games left of the season. There's still every chance they'll end up in Europe next season. On holiday, you mean? Well, that's just like you've seen how bad <laughs> they, the rest are. There's yeah. every chance they can I... still make it. Who are their world class players? None. If you'd have asked a few years ago, De Gea would have been 100%, yeah. 100% yeah. In a, as world class. Yeah. But the last few yeah. seasons, he's been. Just nowhere near world class. He's not even been particularly yeah. good at times. You know, there's times yeah. when you'd actually call him dodgy, let alone, uh, yeah. which is hard to believe because never... he's the best keeper in the world. Yeah, I would never have thought that would ever he'd be he'd decline so rapidly. No, I don't think so. I don't think Pogba's anywhere near world class. No, definitely not. I think he's just. I think he's just an expensive flop. As I, I think, always um, say, he's a highlight reel hero. Looks great in highlight yeah. reels, but that's all he does. Five seconds, clips, that's it. That's his entire game. That's 90 minutes of him. Is uh, You can put it into a five-second compilation and that's it. That's his entire, com- his entire contribution. He'll definitely be gone come summer, if not January, correct? If he gets his way, yeah. He, he didn't want to be there yeah. this year. Yeah, yeah. Who else? Who else, in terms of their uh, talent, have they got? The, I mean, Aaron I'm just Wambasaka. trying to. Well, yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah, 
I mean, I'm just Dallow. trying to cling on to Dallow's some hope. Dallow's got potential there. He had it when he came in, the Portuguese kid. Yeah, he yeah. was a good signing by Mourinho. I mean, I'm just trying to get... I, I, I'm trying to just offer any crumbs of encouragement to United fans out there. You know, because um, I don't rate McTominay, got, I, to got, be honest with well, you. I quite like McTominay. I don't think he's world-class yeah, by any know. means, but I think he's a very no. decent Premier League midfielder. I think he's a squad player. I think he's a good squad player. You need those players, yeah. He's not. Yeah. He's yeah. never going to be world-class, but he's a very good Premier League midfielder. Yeah. Um, um, Marshall's a goal scorer, but he's injured. But yeah. he doesn't do en- the problem with him is he doesn't do enough. Um, Rashford's I, just lost look, his way completely, and he needs help I desperately. Feel, I feel so sorry for that kid. At the moment, he needs somebody. He needs a proper coach to put his arm around him and say and tell him how good he is. Don't and worry, he's he got can... Gareth Southgate for the next two weeks. He'll be fine. Can you imagine Gareth Southgate <laughs> and, See, and Ole Gunnar Gareth Southgate, um, he could get the uh, Man United goal, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I, even as a non-Man United fan, I, I, I dread to, I shudder at the thought of Southgate taking over. But um, um, yeah, I, 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 I. I really feel. I mean, if Rashford, if we bought Rashford. I'd be over the moon. I think there's an absolute beast of a player in there somewhere, and he just needs he just needs an arm around him at the moment. I'm not sure. I, d- I don't know whether it's an arm around him because I'm quite sure Ole's very good at that kind of thing because that's that's what he does. You know what I mean? He's a nice guy. I think he just needs a coach to tell him what how to you know to improve his game to work with him. And Ole's not that. I mean, you could see some of the stuff when you watch. He's telling players what, and you're thinking. Surely you shouldn't need to tell them these things. These are basics he's shouting at them. Oh, I've thought of a world class player they got. We've forgotten about Fred. For <laughs> <laughs> God's sake. What on earth? Ben. Why were Man City after him as well? I mean, I thought at the time when I heard it and I'd seen him play and I thought, they can't be the same. You know, I must be getting him mixed up with somebody else. Thought it was somebody else they were after. Well, and then Man United just step can't... in and pay fifty odd million for him, and he can't even do the basics. I just don't get it. What did they see in him? I don't know how you can take somebody called Fred seriously. I really don't. I mean, they paid well, his YouTube 52... channel was was you know was very popular yeah. at the time. Yeah, yeah. Would they pay fifty two million for him? And they. They sidestepped, they sidestepped uh, Fabinho for him. Ah, I mean, so, you know, um, it's a great decision then. Yeah, see, I, I'm, I'm fully in favour of that decision. Unbelievable, mate. They, they, you know, they've made some ridiculously expensive um, mistakes. And you're right, they just need somebody crying out to just take that club by the shrug of the neck and just, you know, just uh, branch. Obviously, need to overhaul the recruitment as well. Clearly, yeah, it needs top to bottom. It needs changing. I, I, I mean, get, I mean, this summer they tried to go for this British identity, but you know, sometimes you have to say, Maguire's shit. Let's go for somebody else. Okay, he's not British, but at least he'll be able to defend. What's the you know? What's the issue there? Why do you carry on and then pay a world record fee for somebody who's crap? You know, I just don't get it. He missed an absolute gimme on Saturday. That header. Did you see it? 
that's what you expect of him. I'm not being funny. I know people love him and think he's great cause he's, <laughs> and raved about him at Leicester, but I've just, every time I watch him, I just think the guy's crap. He, he's one of the worst position. He's got, you know, woeful positional sense. He's constantly in the wrong position and he's just not a particularly good player. He's not bad on the Have ball, you know- but he's just not a good defender. Have you noticed how the pundits have stopped um, advocating for him because they just can't because he's not playing well, just, and they just can't. But he wasn't playing well before. Advocate. But they kept making up crap about how great he was. I just don't understand it. It was uh, it was interesting that um, during the commentary on uh, uh, United Newcastle game, the commentator said that Steve Bruce bought him to Hull for three million, sorry, five million dollars, and. And he was sold to United for at least current team for a hundred million dollars. It was just like startling, startling, startling. I'm, 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 I'm a bit peeved that City didn't buy him. Actually, that would have been really, uh, oh. that have made, that have been brilliant. That have made life much easier to win the Premiership. Um, uh, talk- mind then again, they'd, they'd have actually had defenders then. Yeah, <laughs> right. That moves us uh, nicely along. We're going to talk about Man City now. Um, What's going on there? Well, you know, there's, there's a few things. But first off, I just want to say, it, arrogance are not buying a centre-half. You're spending 150-odd million. So you buy all these left-backs, all these right-backs. Why not buy a centre-half while you're about it? I mean, he hasn't, the thing he, is, he had one at the club, really. And Otamendi is possibly, you could call one. But it was Laporte is the only proper defender he had, you know, the only decent one. John Stones is just, I mean, he makes Maguire look quality. That's how bad he is as a defender. Wanted Maguire, didn't he? That, and he said he really wanted Maguire, but um, they didn't get him, clearly. Why Why? Why didn't they? Because they wouldn't pay the money. Because obviously, That's what I'm saying, it's the arrogance. They didn't want to pay. They decided they could bully teams into spend, into giving them a player for a lot less. Right. They and wanted to pay a set fee, and anybody who said more, no, we'll bully, you know, and they tried to bully teams into selling them players for less. But what I don't understand is they've spent all this money, over over a billion, right, on the squad. Right. How can you be short of defenders? But even so... I have no idea. You know, even if you are short of a defender, they've spent enormous sums on the youth team as well that doesn't get mentioned... Doesn't get called called up. That they've absolutely packed the ranks with players they brought in from all over the world that they paid a lot of money for and they pay high wages to. And yet, none of them seem to. None of them are getting a chance. I mean, surely one of them must be good enough. What's the point in the youth team? Why is that? Why aren't they getting a chance? What is the what is the issue? Pep just uh, doesn't trust them, does he? I don't know why. I don't know what's the issue. Because one did play the other week, and he, you know, he got one game in, and he was good. So then he I think the only Fernandinho. Probably He's... a lot to do with Fernandinho being able to get away with as many fouls as he wants. That has a lot, probably. To you, I mean, joking aside, that is probably a, a very good point you make because I know you've been harping on about it for seasons and seasons and seasons about Fernandinho's um, just copious um, fouling all game, all game, all match. And I never really picked up on it. But again, uh, uh, on at the weekend, 
it was glaringly obvious how many tackles he actually, how many fouls he actually commits. It was ridiculous. It was ludicrous. Yeah, and he gets one yellow card in the entire match. And you're thinking every single one of them could have been a yellow card or should have been a yellow card. But he doesn't get called up. How? How? I don't understand, though. But they're the real callous fouls, some of them. I mean, they're like, some of them are quite nasty and sneaky as well. It's, it's one of the things I've never understood. I, I, it's a standing joke. He would have to castrate someone with the rest of your hacksaw to get a book in. It, it is like if he decapitated someone and then started hollowing out the head to you to wear as a helmet, he'd still probably only get a book in. The guy's just I mean, untouchable. He, I don't get it. He was raping some of those. Uh, 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 forwards on at uh, the weekend, and he was getting away with everything. It was it was ridiculous. I mean, I couldn't believe my eyes. And that's when I realised that he really does. I mean, I thought you were talking not a, a load of bunkum when you were saying that he was c- c- persistently, and it just adds up. It adds up, and he just realised, yeah, he actually is a, a habitual fowler. Yeah, and you know, you don't mind if a player's habitually fouling and the referee's pulling him up for it, but most of the time he's not even given a free kick. And, you know, I mean, and the referee's not seeing it, I mean, and so can't book him, but the referee's given free kick after free kick against him. You're thinking, eventually he's going to book him, surely. Yeah, because isn't there a law where you have to, yeah, it tops up. Persistent I mean, fouling's usually given. Persistent fouling, yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And he gets away with it. I'll be looking out with that for that, definitely. All right, mate. Are they um? So, are they as good? I mean, are they not as good as people think? Is it this perception well, versus reality situation? For me, I've always said I don't think they're as good as people make out. Going forward, fantastic, but they can't defend. They've always had a weak link defending, and nobody's attacked them. So nobody's ever, you know, nobody's taken a chance and gone. You know what? We may as well go at them, give it a go, because what have we got to lose. If you sit back, they'll just score seven or eight past you. But if you go at them, at least you've got a chance of putting one past them and maybe sneaking a win. But teams never seem to do that. And then this year, Norwich has done it. And now Wolves. Giving them a go. Um, I mean, if you let Adam Torore score two goals against you, you must have a pretty weak defence, let's face it. To be fair, that was great play by Jimenez for both of them goals. Oh, Jimenez is a... A class act. I love that yeah, guy. I, like I remember him. texting you. We I remember not... texting you when he... Go on. Go. No, what? Testing. No. I he... remember texting you when uh, him on Saturday during the game. Yeah. And saying how 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 I'd love to have him in as at Liverpool. Yeah, he's a good player. He'd, he'd be the closest thing I've seen to, you know, to place... We're not supposed to be talking about Liverpool, but the closest thing I've seen yeah. to Bobby from Eno. I so, feel really naughty if I bring up Liverpool. I really yeah. do. I feel like I'm... Yeah, I feel filthy. You love it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, let's just... Let's, again, all salute and um, hats off to Wolves and Santos for an excellent performance. And um, Yeah, they're starting to come they, together uh, now, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. And they are They are a proper team. I re- and I really like that manager. He's got, I don't, he's got a real... I don't give a fuck attitude. I love it. I really do. And he's a bit of breath of fresh air, fresh air for the Premiership. And uh, I, I, more power to him. I really, really like him. Just um, make me remember 
Do you just thinking about? Do you remember when they played them in the cup when Wolves were still in the Championship before they got promoted? Um, yeah, I remember. Yeah, do you remember yeah. Pep was moaning it was the ball that stopped them beating them? Remember they couldn't score. <laughs> it was all because of the ball, apparently. Even though every other, just about every other game had been a high-scoring game using that ball, just this one. <laughs> talking about uh, talking about Pep, mate. Uh, is this is he going through this three-year blip that uh, you uh, you you talk about? Um, it's hard to tell because it's like it's too early in the season, but he, it does look that way. For me, what happens is they start off well. You know, they he, he comes in, sweeps them clean. You know, gets them playing brilliantly because he's fresh air and all that. It's new and that. After a while, the players start to get fed up of him constantly over their shoulder, micromanaging everything. And it stops being fun and fresh and exciting and it starts to become tiresome because it's constant repetition of the same things over and over again in training. I mean, it's constant, these rondos they do and all that. It's just the same thing. They get bored. What's a rondo? What's a rondo? Oh, mate, you must know what a rondo is. The pass, you know, the um, where they pass it around to you, they'll quickly well want to. It's usually, if I remember rightly, it's usually one in the middle. So, to explain, explain to me. Jesus, I'm trying to think how to explain. That's the problem I've got, is how to explain it simply is the problem. Uh, I've never been so patronised in my life. No, bought... it's not for you. I'm talking about because it's, it's, I'm not. I'm not good at explaining things. This is the problem. When I write oh, it down, right, okay. you can write it down. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, and you can Go think on, about it. You it. can, yeah, you can re- you can read it through and say, oh no, that doesn't make sense. But when you have to say oh, it, right. you know, when you have to speak it, it's it's really difficult yeah. to explain. I'm not good at that. That's why I tend, you know, people get misunderstand what I'm saying. It's. I totally understand. It's training. You're, uh, you're, you're, I'm trying to think. Yeah, you're used to you're used to writing rather than talking. Yeah, and it, it's so my mind works. Fine. I mean, what you do? It's I a know exactly type of training saying, yeah. drill. Usually, I can, uh, when I'm right. Yeah, I could, I've got yeah, it now. I could think I've been looking to try and get some. Yeah, the overload advantage. That's the what I was trying to think of. Where one side had, where there's more on one side and a smaller group on the other trying to take the ball. Right. It's the overload advantage is what I was trying to think. Basically, you've got one, one large group are just passing it around while a smaller right. group try and take it back. Right. So they just religiously work on that. And mostly, yeah, they do a lot of that. And he's constantly, I mean, he's there even when it's, you know, he's got all these coaches, but it's him. He's constantly in everyone's ear. You know, banging their ears and it gets yeah, it gets annoying. Well, it's like having you, you know, when you're at work and your boss is there constantly telling yeah. you, do this, do that, do this, yeah. do that. You soon get fed up of it. it. You know, it's all right at first when you don't know what you're doing and you need someone to constantly tell you. But when yeah. you've done something, you don't need him saying, oh, no, you should have done it like this every time. You know what I mean? So why doesn't he work on his defence? Because he doesn't believe he needs to. He believes possession is more important. Keep the ball enough, score enough, and you don't need to worry about it. Doesn't train tackling, remember? Crazy. Um, 
They're eight points behind the leaders. And uh, after eight games, it's surely they've got enough to turn it around. They, they, yeah, it's, it's early days. 30 games yeah. left. It's plenty yeah, of time really to turn is, that around. So. Yeah, and and let's be let's be honest. If they if anyone can, they can. They can go on a twenty five game run without any problems. The only thing is now, once now their invincibility's gone, other teams yeah. looking at it thinking we got a chance here. Yeah. Whereas yeah. last season yeah. they were going into a game, and the other team were going, "Oh God, we're going to exactly. lose." Exactly. So the teams really do think like that, right? Yeah, in that, even sense, if they right? don't actually, you know, say it out loud and don't feel, you know, pretend they don't, they might get yeah. in a full of bluster and that. But and deep down, they think, "Oh God, we're going to get hiding at City today." So, so they'll be they'll be in the dressing rooms up and down the country, and people are playing City. They'll be like in the dressing room, saying, "Come on, lads, we can have these." They lost the uh, Wolves. Norwich, they lost the yeah. thing. They need to be attacked. Norwich. They, we will attack them and they'll fold. Their defense we can do, is, yeah, we can get you know we can, yeah. we if we can snatch a goal, we can hold on to this because yeah. they're not that good. You know, yeah. they're not as good as we thought. You know, they're beatable. As opposed, as opposed to let's just keep it decent. The score, mm. do your best. You know what I mean? Don't let him five yeah, six Watford, kind of thing. Right. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. All right, mate. Um, let's talk about Spurs because. Um, uh, as like United, I think they really are a club in crisis. They're 13 points behind the leaders after eight games. And um, I really do believe it's a mini crisis or a, a major crisis there. Major um, Yeah, it's uh, it's not a happy ship down there. Um, where do we start? I mean, I suppose we have to start with, Is it? should we go at the top, Levy or Poch? Well, he's the problem. The biggest problem they've got. Why is he the problem? Because nobody wants to deal with him. Why do you think they didn't buy any players to see? Not this summer, but summer before in the January. It's not because they didn't try and buy players. Because nobody wants to deal with Daniel Levy. Because they've got money. I mean, I've seen people saying, "Oh, it must be because they've got no money because of the stadium." It's not true. There's money there. Daniel Levy's a problem. You can't deal with him. You can't make a deal with him. He's really, really difficult. What in what sense does he try and? Is it penny pinching? Is it trying to yeah, get? Yeah, he's uh, he's trying to get. You know, he's gone to you know gone beyond penny pinching, mate. It's, it's just ridiculous, right. and nobody. I mean, you know, there's only so much you can deal with somebody like that before you say, well, I may as well just sell him elsewhere. When you're a Premier right, League okay, club, yeah. most clubs look at you and think yeah. you've got more money so you can get more from them. But when it's Daniel right. Levy, they know they could go to Italy and get more money from him. So why, why even talk to him? Yeah. What's the point? Yeah. No, I get that. Because if Spurs are looking at your player, there's going to be other clubs looking at your player that will pay more than Spurs. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's and true. added to that, he then pinches on the wages he offers players. So players don't want to come and sign for him. Why go there for that amount when you could go somewhere else for as much? And you could get another twenty grand a week more or something. Well, even if you don't get more, you could go somewhere you've actually got a chance of winning something. Gotcha. Yeah. What, I mean, that was, to the... what was the what was the player that? Um, oh, there was a player this last. Oh, God, who was it? 
they tried to buy someone. Hang on, I'm going to find it now. They tried to buy someone and they... Oh, yeah, Bruno Fernandes in the summer. Oh, from Porto? Yeah. Oh, no, Sporting Lisbon, Sporting Lisbon. No, Sporting, the club de Portugal. There's no Lisbon in the name at all. Why do people always say that? There's no Lisbon in their name, you know. It's Sporting Club de Portugal. Oh, thanks for... Uh, every day's a school day. Yeah, it's just one of those things that annoys me because people always say Sporting Lisbon and they're not Sporting Lisbon. There's, not, there's no Lisbon in their name yeah. at all. <laughs> I don't know where that's come from. It's really weird. But anyway, yeah, they tried to know. buy Bruno Fernandes. They offered something like yeah. £60 million, But, like, most of it was they had to win Champions League or and the league to get it so Sporting just said no we're not going to get that are we <laughs> so bummed no forget <laughs> it honestly that's what the president's come out and said that's why he turned down their offer so and he made it life difficult for Poch to leave this summer as well didn't he well he's got they've got a huge amount of, a huge um, 35 million or something amount if he goes you know, they, he stands to... They, if they sack him, they have to pay him. Right. And if somebody else wants to buy, you know, wants to hire him, they also have to pay that huge amount, which is why he's still there. But, but if Poch keeps on going the way he's going, losing matches, surely they'd get rid anyway. They have to pay him out, no? Yeah, exactly. And that's, where they, that's the problem they've got now, is they're at the point where, like, Poch wants to go anyway. And they're kind right. of stuck with him because they don't want to pay him off. And they're hoping somebody... What you're hoping then is someone comes in and says, well, well, we'll give you the £35 million for him. But when he's doing this bad, who's going to come in and offer for him? I don't think that's... Uh, who... I mean, who's... I don't, That's unheard of, really, that clubs pay 30 £35 million for a manager. Nobody really does that. They do it for a player, but... I don't see They've many always, clubs buying they, out. There has been times when, but it's obviously the transfer market and inflation and all that goes up. So, yeah, there's been cases yeah, of managers being paid for. Yeah, but it's not the norm. It's the exception. Yeah, exactly. But they thought at the time when they were get, you know, when they were giving him the contract, they thought he was an exceptional manager. True. I mean, I don't know why. I mean, I. I, d- I know I know he's not your uh, he's not your your uh, your favourite. Uh, you've well, said that seems, many and occasions. people keep going on about how great his football is, but I I just don't see what's so good about his football. I don't find it I don't find him particularly good to watch. He tends to have players that are overly physical rather than skillful. If I mean, you look at players like Davis and Sanchez, they're crap. Just, that's Sissoko, Wanyama. I mean, they're just. They can barely kick a ball in the what direction they aim it, but they can run very fast. So they're in his team. I thought he, I thought his Southampton team were fabulous to watch. I really did. Mm. Um, I thought they were a good. I, I thought they were good value for money. I mean, there's there's lots of rumours coming up from. Um, like but there he's, is he's there is not... one other thing about him. I've got to say, uh, he's very much an arm round the shoulder, no discipline manager. Oh, is he? Yes, really, I didn't kind know of that. like the way Wenger was, you know, where he doesn't discipline the players, uh, all arm around the shoulder, which is one of the big problems of the club. 
Because obviously when it goes wrong, they need discipline. Oh, right. That explains somewhat. I didn't know that. But he's, oh, he treats them he's very, more... yeah, he treats them very, like, grown up. Pally. They, yeah, they're, they're very much his, his babies, basically. They're his boys. I mean, when Luke Shaw was with him at Southampton, they used to call him uh, the manager's son because he treated him right. that nicely, you know what I mean, and stuff like that. And he does that with all of them. Oh, I didn't know that. So there's no... They just need a bit of... I mean, Allegri will give them that. Yeah, Allegri will give yeah. them a load of... But, but oh, do you rate Allegri? Mm, yeah, well, he's all right. I mean, he's, it's hard to tell, isn't it? Because he was at Juventus. It's like... Yeah. How it's do like you a Celtic someone? situation. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah, like Brendan exactly, Rodgers yeah. at Celtic. Yeah. He could lose, really. You know, you just... Yeah, he could, he could have won. Him, I don't know. He's very he difficult won to Matthew. work with, apparently. Who, Allegri? Yeah. Okay, all right. So, yeah, um, so that, that that'd be good. That, Put the that, kibosh on that and Levy Yeah, in. I can't see Levy and him coming to terms. Because there's, uh, there's rumours of like, there's info, clearly the, uh, the rumours that everybody's heard of is the infighting and the players and um, Posh is taking training from his office rather than the training ga- ground. That shouldn't be a problem. They're training from the office. I mean, Harry Redknapp did it all his career. Bob Paisley, when he was when he was managing, there's so many stories about the play. You know, you can ask. I remember there was a story. I think Mr. Graham Souness used to tell one about how he used to try and sneak past the office without getting caught because uh, Bob Paisley would be in there reading the Racing Post. Wouldn't even be watching training. He'd be reading the paper. So how does that? I mean, you, I mean, and then, and Bob Paisley did pretty well. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it, it's having good coaches under him, right? You know, it's it's you don't have. He's a manager, not a coach. If he's a manager, not a coach, it doesn't matter. But if he's a co- if he's right. the head coach and he's not head, and he's not out there coaching, then there's a problem. Do you think he's got the heart to stay? Do you think he's got the heart to turn it around? Do you think no, he, he can avert this crisis? He's desperate to get out, so I don't think he's... I just think he's just... Get, you know, it's just going to end up getting worse until he goes. He's... Uh, he wants to go back to Spain, correct? Or anywhere, really, out of Tottenham. He just wants out of Tottenham at the moment. I think, he, you know, if his preference came up, yes, definitely. It's, there's always chance yeah. Real Madrid, I suppose. But isn't... Zidane, top of the league. So, would they get rid of him? At, well, I mean, they the Holy Grail is the... I mean, second, isn't it? Yeah, second, yeah. I thought so, Barcelona had just um, gone second. Let's Google that. Let's oh. Google that. Top of La Liga. Um, top. Oh, put some music on at the moment. <laughs> no, oh, Real God. Madrid are top of the league. Really? Bloody hell, how did that happen? They, uh, they won a few games. But they've been awful. I mean... Real Madrid are top of the league with 18 games. Barcelona are 16. Oh, sorry. Real top of the league with 18 points. Barcelona are second and 16. And Atletico Madrid got 15. And Granada got 14. So, it would, would Real Madrid fire uh, Zidane if they're top of the league even though they're doing badly in the European Cup I mean in the Champions League 
Who knows at Real Madrid? Yeah, eh? I was going to say, knows? who knows? Who and knows I'm, I'm shocked that they're top, but it just shows how bad the uh, rest of the league is that they're uh, top, because they've been woeful. Absolutely. I can't wait. I, I really want them to turn it around in the Champions League, because I want um, uh, the team we can't mention to play them at some stage and knock them out. But um, Harry Kane, what's the uh, what's what, what, what do you think he's going to do? Should he stay I, or should he go? Well, if it's if Poch stays, I think he'll leave. I think he's starting to think nothing. You know, I think he might leave anyway because I think he's starting to realise that, like, no matter how much, no matter how much they pay and no matter what happens there, he's never going to win anything, is he? Because let's face it. I mean, regardless of what anybody thinks about him, Harry Kane has got such a standing in world football. He can go anywhere and make tons of money. So money is not his objective and his motivator. I think winning winning uh, titles is, or 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 um, so he can go anywhere. So actually, him thinking about leaving isn't really a shock. No, I mean, yeah, no, a player like that, you'd have to be stupid to not be thinking of leaving right now when it's all yeah, falling apart I mean, around you. If he wasn't a Spurs fan, I doubt if he'd have been there right now anyway. How old is he? 24, 25? Do you know what? I, I'm not sure. Because I'm just thinking, he's coming right, coming into his prime now. Um, let's just see age, Harry Kane. <laughs> oh, we're so Listen, mate. I'll put some music on over this when I edit it. Yeah. yeah, put on Spurs, they're on their way to Wembley. Pochettino's gonna do it again. Yeah, so he's 26. He's, he's come. He's coming into his prime. The guy has to go because it's it's looking diabolical uh, down there. I mean, he's not. He's nowhere near winning. He's nowhere near. No, they're they're not gonna win anything unless they get a cup, and that's not gonna be enough for Harry Kane, surely. No, Harry Kane. A player like Harry Kane wants to win premierships and um, La Ligas and. Uh, Gadettos and European Champion League, you know. Yeah, you don't do that at Spurs, though, do you? Exactly. Not anymore. It's you know that nineteen sixties, yeah, but they just yeah. Since then, something's been seriously wrong with them. Talking about seriously wrong, mate. Um, I suppose this is a good a good time to talk about Everton. Oh, I wasn't sure which where you were going with that then. <laughs> They're in the bottom three, mate. I'm not sure what's so wrong with that, personally, you know. <laughs> no, I, just um, kidding. I'd love to see, for me, at the best times were when it was them, them and us fighting out for it. So, yeah, it's not right seeing it, that. It's nice for a laugh, mean, at, a laugh at me cousins every so often, but, yeah, I don't want to see them down there, really. Silver's got to go. How's he kept his job? That's what. That's what's more alarming to me. And not just that. But, why has Brands been given more responsibility before this season? He was given a, 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 you know, they they gave him more responsibility in that and said what. And they were talking about what a great job he's done. And I look at their recruitment and I don't see how he's done a great job. I mean, somebody's going to have to explain to me what what's he what's he done that's so great. I mean, who's he brought in apart from Lucas Dyke? I, the left back. I Tri can't see one Tristan. of them. 
Tristan, right? Let Keen, me let me Keen, there's to a, be fair. Moise Keen, I think, is gonna be a good signing. Let's 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 look at the common denominator and all the conversations we've had about all these teams in free fall, right? The common denominator is that they've all rewarded mediocrity. Do you know what I mean? Mm. They've all of them, all of them. So it's no, it's not a coincidence. But it is bizarre because, like, why did they were raving about the job he's done? This brands and you look at it and you think, could somebody explain to me? I mean, it will be Walcott. Oh, I don't know what Go was on. going on there. My my, my wife had the. Uh... Television at like high highest volume possible. And, Is that because uh, she's deaf? Because she of you talking to her? Can you hear that? Can you hear yeah. that? She can't get the volume down. She, I mean, you can hear that. And you're in Dubai. <laughs> Give me one second. Yeah. Give me one second. And that isn't through the Discord. That's just because I could hear it. Mate, that was absolutely. She's having kids. She's having, she's having a panic attack because she couldn't get the volume down. It was hilarious. Oh, she's having a go at the, she's having a go at the dog and everything. It's hilarious. <laughs> That's one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. I thought oh, I, I honestly thought it was a frigging earthquake. The waffle was going off and everything. You know, like the, uh, the sound system. It was like, oh, it was hilarious. Yeah, what we were talking about, um, uh, rewarding mediocrity. Yeah. I mean, he's. Yeah. How, why? Why would you give him when he signed Iwobi and Walcott from Arsenal? Why would you want to say? Why would you give him a new contract and a you know more responsibility? I would rather. I mean, it would make more sense to wait for somebody that you want a player that you need and you want rather than spend thirty-five million on Iwobi and just give that place to a youngster. You know, I just don't get this Iwobi at all. I don't see anything in that lad. He's not. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure he has the odd great game and he he does a job, etc. But he isn't. He isn't somebody you go and spend thirty five million pounds on because a, a youngster can do a job just as good, if not better. Well, they had um, Lookman. I mean, he couldn't get a game. What? But that that. Yeah, but Allardyce destroyed him, and then Silver didn't do him any favours either. Silver just so... wouldn't play him. I mean, you know, give him a game, like. I don't know what happened there. I mean, what's the fix there? I mean, is it the they're waiting for the uh, stadium to be built so they can get some money in God, and no, then start be, again? That'll be a long way off. Where is the what, what's the stadium situation at the moment? King started. Well, it's not even started yet, so. No, no, it hasn't started. But have they uh, is they 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 got planning permission. They've got not building prop, permission. Not full permission yet. No, it's only in the early stage. You know, planning stages now. They have put okay, out a, they got... you know the, uh, the they've put forward the plans, but they've got to get full permission, and you know they've got to obviously put together a um, the outlying areas, the transport plan, and all that as well. But the uh, the mayor of Liverpool is a, an Everton fan. Yeah, that go. That speed yeah, through. He yeah, help them. he's pushing it through. So, but so, what do you reckon? They're two two years off, three years off, because it'll take a year to build, probably. 
a couple of years rest. to build. A couple of years to build. It'll be a couple of years before I get through permission stage. It's miles away, mate. I'm G thinking five years. If, it may be even longer. Oh, my God. I didn't realise it was that far The problem far off. they've got, and I know they, they get upset about this bit, but the problem they have is that they they have a lot of opposition, not because they're Everton against Liverpool, because it's from neutrals I'm talking about, the, the neutral, you know, ones that are just thinking of their wallet. It's, they don't bring in enough out-of-town traffic, if you see what I mean. I know yeah, people that's what complain about the day trippers yeah. and that, but they're the ones that come in and they spend a lot of money in the local area and give it a you know give it a boost financially. Everton, it tends right. to you know it's just not the most of them are coming from just over the border in Wales or you know right. from local. Yeah. They're fairly local basically, and they're coming in and then they're driving home, and that's it. Whereas when they're coming, when you're coming from miles away for Liverpool, like as a large proportion are, they're staying overnight and in hotels and they're spending money in the local pubs. They buy, you know, they go in the shops. Everton don't provide anything like as much of a boost to the local, you know, the local economy. That's what I was trying to say, and that's always been their but problem in the past. But what's that got to do with a successful club, football club? Well, when you're successful, you you get fans coming from all over the world to watch you. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So I was just thinking that yeah, it's I understand. It's a chicken yeah. and egg situation though, because once you start having success, they come along anyway. But how do you get the success in the first place to attract them? So these owners, have they got? Has he got money, Mossery, or is he just um, well, waiting? To... It depends on who you speak to. Because. Right. Um, in the past, he certainly. I mean, he, he was um, Usmanov's accountant, and never seems and doesn't seem to have had any real money until all of a sudden, and then he's buying Everton and spending huge sums on it. But there's no but record of him being rich before that, other than what he's been given by Usmanov. I'm picking up what you're laying down there, mate. But they haven't seemed to have spent much on Everton. On uh... oh, he spent a fair bit. Look at the play. I mean, they, they've not exactly recouped a lot, have they? In sales, it's all outlay. True. They've spent heavily True. right now because they're not at the position. The problem is as well when you're not having success, your player value's yeah. low. So when you're buying better players, if you unless you spend by cheap players. And improved them, you know. If you yeah. spend money, and your players don't, you know, and your team doesn't succeed, your players' value doesn't go up. So when you sell them off, you 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 know you're losing money. So and they're stuck in a difficult situation. It's, it's a tough one because they've, they've, they've got to change the recruitment for starters. Brands is not doing. I don't, don't know why they. So many people think he is. I think he's doing a terrible job there. Buys the wrong players, keeps buying similar types of players for the same position when they don't need to. And I know a lot of that comes from the manager as well who wants these type of players. But he's the one that should be saying to him, well, no, you've already got 16 right wingers. Why do you need another one? Walcott was a shocking signing. Shocking. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, this, it's just a mess what they've done. I mean, and then you've got the manager anyway. He's got some players there that he just refuses to use for no reason I can see whatsoever. I mean, Toshan did well in Turkey. 
who was scoring goals in the you know in the European competitions for fun. So you know he can't be that bad, but he can't get a look in. Even when you know, What's even the... when they're struggling. So A will Silver keep his job, and to B, um, what's the fix there? Again, he's gone. He's it's just a matter of time with the. This is the thing right now. There's three of them, and it's just a matter of time how long they last, isn't it? Rather than if they'll go, it's just well, if they'll go. It's just when, when. Yeah, it's just when. And the problem is, they're they're, they're not going to fix the problem because it's it's not just silver. I mean, Silver, we know what he does wrong. He can't def- he can't organise a defence. But right now, they right. can't. he can't even get them playing well going forward either. So, you know, Which so, was his strength. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he's in real trouble. Yeah. And they can't defend a set piece for the love nor money. You know, he's got no hope. But unless they change the recruitment, it doesn't matter who they bring in. They're going to be in trouble. It's shocking to see them in the bottom three, to be honest with you. It's, um, it really is. Um, all right, yeah, mate, I know that thought, you... Wa- everyone thought they'd be pushing for top four this season, the money they spent. Or top six at least, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, there's only one, there's only one, uh, conclusion there that they, he'll, uh, Silver will lose his job. Um, actually, there's a few of them, you know, like, I mean, look at the flo- the new, um, the, the 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 new uh, Watford manager Flores, mm. the yeah, bottom but, of the pile. Yeah, but he come in; they were bottom. So I think he's got yeah, a while I mean, left yeah. yet. You think so? Yeah. 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 I keep forgetting it's only eight game. It's only eight games gone as well. Yeah. So yeah, um, and he's literally yeah, only just come in. He's only had like three or four games, hasn't he? So yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To make to make his mark. Um, that fl- the, the Southampton manager as well, the German guy. Hassan Hill, he's Austrian, isn't he? Yeah. Austrian, sorry, my mistake, yeah. He's, um... They used to call he, him the Alpine Klopp, didn't they? But I don't see that again. Yeah, he had a bit of a, uh... He had a bit of a purple patch when he came in, kept him up, etc. But now he's, uh... He just seems 17th. to be trying to be too clever. A bit Pep Guardiola, where he tries to do things that don't need to be done, if you see what I mean. Yeah, it's, to prove um, he's better, you know, rather than got like, you. yeah, yeah, yeah. Got a, they've Speak got this the Kevin Danso, who's a yeah, who's a defender. They put him, yeah. he put him at right back the other day. Right, he's played yeah. centre back and left back. Right, so play him at right back first. You know, that doesn't work. But even worse, he moved the right back Cedric across the left back to accommodate him <laughs> playing at right back. I mean, he's a good player, that Cedric. I yeah, like him. He's all right, but like you know, he he's a right back. Why would you move a player yeah. who's played at left back across to right back so you can move the right back to left back? I mean, yeah, it doesn't he, make any sense. He, he's being clever for the sake of being clever, kind of thing. Yeah. But that doesn't even seem clever, though, does it? <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's trying. He's trying to be clever for the sake of being clever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah you're right. It's a bizarre one. I mean, Danzo's known as a left back or centre back. Well, put him in one of them positions. Well, well, it's, it's going to be, yeah, mate. I agree. It's going to be an interesting season. Let's see how it unfolds in our um, not Liverpool see uh, not Liverpool podcast. The see you next Thursday podcast. <laughs> um, mate, I know you wanted to talk. This is very close to your heart. The uh, 
we have a VAR controversy in Spain. And how hard to believe there's a VAR controversy because it's worked so exactly, well in England. Yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. You know, well, exactly, well, mate, we've exactly. already seen that. We've seen the footage. Uh, well, I'm assuming people have seen the footage of Real Madrid where their player looked miles offside when you see the footage from a cross, you know, that was in line pretty much on the TV. And then the VAR right. footage is released and somehow they've managed to alter the foot, you know, to switch the angle round enough that it makes it look like he's miles onside instead. And they put this you mean dodgy the Pere- line in. You mean the Perez VAR footage, you mean, right? Yeah, the one where he's clearly yeah. dotted. I mean, there's no way on earth it could be that much different. There's just no way. Yeah. I mean, exactly, the angle was yeah. worse than they were using. And it's far further yeah. out of line, so the calibration would yeah, be yeah. harder to. I mean, there's just no way. But yeah, you the, just couldn't even doctor that, could you? No, but, but, yeah. But worse is yeah. there's one. I mean, there's there's been a big controversy because the TV companies put in Spain, Media Pro, they showed pictures right. at, at a offside decision. They put up their pictures as it's you know as the decision being made. Players miles offside. You know, they've shown going back, you know, getting the pausing it at the right place and all this. Yeah, he's miles offside when the ball's played, all this. And then the T, you know, the VAR decision was he was onside. And then they've, you know, they've put out this totally different picture, which is yes, he's miles onside. And they've got this line drawn in that shows he's definitely onside. Like, and you're thinking, but you know, this is live TV footage. How have they? And the Spanish FA have said that the TV company adopted the footage to throw, you know, to to put doubt on VAR, which is kind of, you know, which is like, so basically somebody's, what they're saying is somebody's doctored their footage. You, you know, your guess it, is as good as mine. Is it VAR or is it the... TV 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 executives or VA you just But it's live it footage it's the out. live footage was the one that's like you're watching. They've got less time to doctor it than the VAR. So you've got to say that the chances of it be you know, if one of them's doctored, the chances are it's the VAR one because they've got time. Exactly, yeah. That's coming out exactly. two minutes, three minutes later. They've had three minutes to adjust it. The TV company, it's and virtually seconds yeah. afterwards. How have they managed to yeah. do it? You'd have to question exactly. this. If somebody's doctoring it, you'd have to say, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna err on the side of the TV company in this position," because they are the ones that don't have time to do it. But then the VAR was, had. Go on. I was gonna say then the next one, of course, is the Levante. Um, was it Leganes? Yeah, Leganes. Um, Leganes are claiming they they want they want the game replayed they've sorry they've appealed to have the game replayed because of another VAR controversy this time the footage I mean the player catches the other you know catches his opponent does definite foul but it's outside the box the referee gave a penalty VAR said it was a penalty or so they're saying but the VAR communication system didn't work they had somebody on a phone <laughs> telling them the result, <laughs> shouting on the result, apparently. So, 
like they're saying, well, if the communication says this shouldn't have been, you know, it's clearly not a penalty. We want to, you know, they've now they've complained and they want to, they have an official complaint, like, and they want the game replayed, restarted from that 44th minute when the offence took place. Jesus, it's I just, mean, it was it, outside it, it, as well. When you see it, there's not even like it's not a doubt. It's not in doubt. It is outside the box. It's not on the line. No you know, it's not nearly on the line. It's outside the box. Is there a chance of that game being replayed? No, because then they'd have to admit VAR got it wrong. Yeah, so there's no chance. Yeah. yeah wow. Happen. And. I mean, you know, with this other one, with the TV company being accused of doctoring the footage, you start to think there's some match fixing going on or something, isn't there? Absolutely, yeah, exactly. That's exactly where I was uh, um, leading up to. It's it's the only conclusion you can think of, isn't it, is that they're trying to match fix. Because somebody's doctoring the footage. And uh, you just can't see how a TV company could doctor the footage that quickly. I just, I you know, unless they'd happen to have this footage set in, you know, play. I mean, how would they do it? Like, quickly? and 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 the irony was is that VAR was brought in to um, uh, eradicate any ambigu- ambiguity. Do mm. you know what I mean? So, yeah, oh my god, just make things it's, worse. It was, it's not the first time and it won't be the last time we'll be talking about VAR this season. On that note, mate, I think uh, let's call it a day. Okay, mate. I'll see you next Tuesday. What, what about Thursday? We're doing the see you next Tuesday fun first, aren't they? Yeah, but this is, th- this is the Thursday one. Oh, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, I got you now. <laughs> Never mind. My fault. Being you stupid. can really... Fuck up a good thing, can't you? Well, well I, done, you. It's not like I'm not sure it can count as a good thing when it's you on it. Let's be honest. <laughs> See you next Tuesday, mate. Yeah. <laughs> All right, take care, mate. Bye, bye, bye.